Hey, this is John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneur on Fire. You're listening to my friend, Ash Roy. Welcome to the Productive Insights Podcast for entrepreneurs and professionals, where we discuss how to leverage your business online and how to maximize your profitability. This is Ash from ProductiveInsights.com, and I'd like to welcome someone who's extremely knowledgeable when it comes to automated marketing. He's more than your average whisk kid. He's created the Fused app, and these days he spends most of his time on his website called Incresio.com, spelled I-N-C-R-E-S-I-O.com. So I'd like to welcome Jake Hauer. Welcome, Jake. Thanks, Ash. Great to be here. Let's talk a bit about how marketing automation applies to businesses and why business owners should see marketing automation as a critical tool. And actually, before we do that, let's just talk about what marketing automation is. Mm, exactly. Cool. So marketing automation, it's a term, I guess, that has obviously been popularized um, by the marketing automation platforms. I don't really see it. I think that's a pretty bad term for it because I guess automation implies, you know, robotic and it implies lower levels of service. And the reality is that these platforms can actually enhance the service you're providing to your clients. So a typical business owner uh, will see marketing automation as sort of like a scummy and a lowering of uh-huh. service, but you can actually use it in a way and set it up in a way where it, where it actually enhances um, the service. So uh, think of marketing automation like, um, like a, I guess, a business system's improvement. Okay. What we're talking about here is like the Mercedes-Benz of marketing. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly right. So I think what's really important to understand anybody looking to actually utilize um, any type of mar- like automation or systems in the business is actually to, to, to not hide behind the systems and, and to not become robotic. I think um, as a business owner, I guess the key to success is providing higher levels of service. Um, the, 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 the way a lot of business is going now is going down that, you know, hiding behind um, um, call recording software and, you know, like um, having like automated answering services and hiding behind email and, you know, just literally hiding behind systems. systems. So I think small businesses and, in fact, all businesses can have a lot of success if they try and put themselves and and their company front and center and not hide behind these things. So it, it actually works better if you understand what you how you can utilize these platforms and these systems to actually um, enable you to spend more time servicing your customer. Then you're really going to see great results from that. You make a really good point. I think that Apple has really you know, done that very well. They've created design, as Johnny Ive says, our design should be so good that it should be invisible Mm. when it comes to the customer and it should just relegate into the background and just present the customer with a perfect experience. And that's what I'm hearing you're doing with marketing automation. Is that correct? Spot on, spot on. So it's it's creating simple systems, simple, powerful systems that I guess are really working towards the goal of the customer having a great experience of um, you you having a great experience with with your business, but and also very importantly with your staff having a great experience. The marketing automation facilitates an outcome rather than becomes an end in itself. It just invisibly sits there and delivers. It helps the business owner get to a result. Exactly right. Exactly right. So yeah, you're implementing so that you can actually get 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 the systems working harder for you, so that you've got more time to be out out front and actually spending that um, you know wowing your customer. 
Actually, something that would be fantastic is talking in terms of a case study. Cool, absolutely. We'll use um, a membership site um, as an example. Um, And um, so this is somebody, um, let's call him Kevin, and he's got an active community. It's relatively new. He's using Aweber. Just for my listeners, Aweber is an email marketing provider, and it's a solution that helps automate the emailing process. Yeah, exactly. It's a um, it, it's an email platform, and um, basically, I guess uh, he, he was looking for a solution which is number one going to deliver more customers. Number two was going to improve the experience for existing customers. If we break down uh, the components of a of a successful membership community, so you've got number one, you've got a way to actually get people into the community. Um, number two, you need to um, have some way to you know onboard and and I guess um, integrate a, a new user into the community so that they keep coming back. Um, number three, you need to obviously um, you want to try and minimize refunds or, or um, 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 decline transactions. So there's a, a relatively simple campaign you can put in place to actually uh, remove the, that or you know to help improve uh, the the conversion rate from that perspective. And and for those that do leave, you want to understand why that they're leaving uh, so that you can incorporate some of those reasons into either your sales uh, sequence or sales funnel and also into the onboarding experience. So you can, you know, counter some issues that people are having, uh, hopefully to avoid the, that same issue arising for, for, for new users. So the, the, the four components that we really focused on uh, within Crescio for Kevin is, um, n- number one, we, we created a, a nice simple sales sequence to actually encourage people who are visiting his website to sign up. Then we created a very simple onboarding sequence to encourage um, interaction and stickiness with the with the user. Uh, we installed a, um, a decline card um, campaign, which is very simple to do, and then also um, just a, a really simple um, a cancellation sequence, which really was a, the, the purpose of that was to extract information from the the, the, the user and find out why they cancelled. I'm going to get relatively meta here and explain pretty much exactly what it was so that the listener can go out and implement this. The good thing is that these sequences are actually very applicable to most businesses. Um, and I'll try and give you some perspective as to how you would implement them in the majority of businesses as well as we go along. So the cancelled user sequence. So this is really, um, it's it's as simple as basically when someone cancels, then generally what you'll need to send them obviously is just a confirmation message of some sort to, to let them know that they've cancelled. Uh, generally within a period of 24 hours, um, it's great to send a more sort of personalized email and just really just asking one question. It's like, hey, I saw you cancelled. Do you mind letting me know why or how, how I could approve, improve? And all, all you're trying to do is you're trying to you're not trying to put words in the user's mouth. So you're just trying to basically extract from them their real reason for why they cancelled. So what you can do with that information is you can put it back into into your sales copy or your your web page uh, before someone signs up. You know, answering questions or improving the um, the experience. That one simple sequence. Um, which takes less than a couple of minutes to set up when you're using the right program, it, it generates big results and, and they're compounding results. So working backwards from there, um, the decline card sequence. Now, typically what I've seen is that roughly 20% of subscription accounts will, will actually decline each month. So if you've got 100 users who are paying you X amount of dollars per month, then up to 20 of those people will actually have a decline transaction for some reason. 
Mm-hmm. Now, often it's not because they've got sufficient funds on their card, but it can be for reasons like expiring cards. Um, it can be uh, that, that a lot of people now are using debit cards um, and then just topping up their account rather than it being an actual credit facility. So this is really common. And um, if you let it slip, you'll actually see people basically would churn out of the community or, or just basically leave the community simply because they haven't known to update their credit card. Right. So I can see how this becomes a very valuable customer retention tool. And in fact, you know, in this particular situation, it's not even like the customers leaving because they want to, it's just slipping through the cracks and your software fixes that. Exactly. So typically a lot of platforms will be able to send an email once when a, a transaction declines, for example. They may be in a situation where they can view an email but can't enact on it. So, um, for instance, I'll, I'll get up in the morning. The first thing I do is check check my emails before I get out of bed, and then um, I'll you know go through and I'll de- 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 delete, and then I'd come back to a lot of emails. So uh, other situations might be you're waking up, um, you've got you've got the kids, the kids interrupt you, or you're standing in the in the line at the bank and you're, you're browsing through your emails, uh, and then obviously. Your, your turn to, to come up to the counter comes across and so you've basically forgotten. So typically what will happen is that your email, they will have every intention of responding to but then life gets in the way and then they receive more emails and then they just don't get around to it. It drops off the front page of the inbox and they just don't ever get back to it. So by adding in I generally recommend another two reminder emails Um, and generally I space them out about two or three days between each other. They serve literally as just a prompt and what you're hopefully doing with those emails is just getting the the user at the right time where they do have the ability to actually action the update of the card information. information. And the probability is higher that you will if you're giving them two or three reminders as compared to if they just had the Exactly, exactly. So uh, what I find, again, um, 20% is probably the the, the capture rate um, of, of emails that go out for every additional email you, you add into the sequence. So you'll pick up 20% more users um, who actually do update their details for each email that's sent out. Okay, so the decline card sequence automated emails reduces the amount of leakage of customers that you know just forget or don't get around to renewing their service and the cancelled user sequence gives you information about why a customer left and that helps you create better copy around overcoming objections. It does exactly right. And the other thing, the key thing it does is it removes removes the amount of effort that someone on staff has to go to to, to manually follow up with those decline cards um, to pick up the phone or to send an email manually um, or it's it, it just adds in an extra step that your staff just don't have time to actually do. Yes, and as I said in my interview with James Schramko in one of my earlier podcasts, it's nine times as expensive to acquire a new customer as it is to retain an existing one. So, you know, it makes a lot more sense to retain them and this is what marketing automation can do. Exactly. Most most declined cards aren't because someone doesn't want to be a user. They're simply because there is just some sort of little issue that just needs to be rectified, and they just need to be prompted and, and hit at the right time in order to get that get to get that um, fixed up and and out of the way. So you can either choose to ignore it completely and you lose good customers, um, um, or you can you know um, plug the holes and and keep as or optimize the amount of customers you have. 
Okay. So we've talked about the cancelled user sequence and the decline card sequence. So there's two more. The next one I think that's quite important is the onboarding sequence. Now, for a membership site, the, the goal of this sequence is to, to I guess, to highlight um, everything that the membership offers or the forum offers and to encourage the user to engage and start communicating inside of the community. For another business, now this might be, or most businesses have a certain um, set of information that, that they need to share with uh, with somebody when they become a customer. So whether it's talking about next steps in terms of like um, who's going to contact them next and, and how the process is going to flow for the product that they purchased or or maybe it's even, you know, educating the customer about your company and about how you work and the philosophy, you know, just to create a good experience for them. Or it may be that you've got something else that uh, your customer may be very interested in potentially buying that you can just highlight this in the um, in the onboarding sequence. So if they purchase product X, then you might want to recommend product Y. And so this sequence typically is relatively short, between a week and two weeks. Um, it can be as simple as one single email or it might be multiple emails or it might be some, um, you might be sending some physical mail to them. Um, but typically most businesses don't do this in a consistent way. So the experience for a user or for, for a customer in your business will be very haphazard. One customer may have a completely different experience um, upon becoming a customer than somebody else would. The idea with this sequence is you're trying to um, standardize it so that the experience someone's having is very similar. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's relatively straightforward, that one. The last one. Uh, for the membership site we, we implemented was basically creating a nice sales funnel so that for we're maximizing the signups from people visiting the site. And this is relatively easy to do. The community that Kevin had built already had fantastic material in it. And so what we did is we pulled out three of the top um, material in the community already. So we focused on he had, he had some training products in the community. So we, we pulled out three of the best training products and pulled out um, the best module from each of those. And we added each of those into a hidden page on, on, on his site. And we created an email sequence, which put, pushed people to each of those videos over the course of two weeks. So the idea of this was that basically we're giving the, um, the potential user a um, preview of what they'll receive when they're a full uh, community member. So we highlighted how valuable the training was and then encouraged them to come along and purchase and sign up. Okay, so it's starting to become a lot clearer to me now. Hopefully my listeners will start to get a feel for exactly how marketing automation really creates a Mercedes-Benz experience or even a Ferrari experience. Through cancelled user sequences, decline card sequences, we are minimizing leakage, overcoming objections, understanding what issues customers are facing and feeding that back into the business through better copywriting. We're using onboarding sequences and simple sales sequences where we are helping the customers interact with the best content and give them a flavor for what they will get if they join the membership site. Exactly, exactly. So we're using automated means to actually encourage someone to become a user. So it's actually improving their experience overall because they're getting the best of the best information targeted to their needs, helping them make decisions about whether to Exactly. I think the big roadblock for them is creating all the content that they need to put into their sales funnel. Uh, without realizing that they've already done it. They've already done um, put in the hard yards. They've already got the content and all they need to do is highlight it. 
And you know what? Actually, I think I need to do the same thing. <laughs> All you need to do is invest a couple of hours. As I said, these sequences are incredibly simple. They require a very limited amount of um, copywriting in terms of creating the, the content for the email. And you're just highlighting your best content in a way that it encourages them, them to become a customer. Cool. Well, you know what? Maybe we can do it as a mini case study and we can come back and revisit this sometime. I'll try and implement what you've said and see how I go. Yeah, absolutely. Probably good for you to listen now to understand what platforms they can do this in simply. Um, so the, there's three that I recommend. Um, the first is Active Campaign. The second is Infusionsoft. And the third is Entreport. Okay, well, I've just moved across from Aweber to Active Campaign, so I'm really delighted to hear that. Now, Infusionsoft, I believe, is for relatively larger businesses and has a little bit of a learning curve. Active Campaign is fairly quick and economical. There's not too much of a learning curve, and I don't know a lot about Entreport. All three have their advantages and disadvantages. You'll be able to make all three work. I'm an Infusionsoft user, but I use ActiveCampaign and Entreport in other businesses. I guess if you're already using something like MailChimp or Aweber or um, Campaign Monitor or something like that, then ActiveCampaign is a pretty seamless switch at a very uh, c comparative price. So that's probably the, the easiest switch that somebody can make. And the interface is really simple as well. Yep, absolutely. Um, for, for businesses with revenue already and, and with the team, then Entreport and Infusionsoft are probably going to be a better solution potentially. As you said, they have a bit more of a learning curve and you'd probably anticipate spending a couple of thousand dollars to get that integrated into your business. But on the flip side, the, the value you're going to get immediately from it is well and truly going to cover any expense to actually install the platform. Okay. And I believe you know a lot about Infusionsoft and these various automated marketing services. Is that right? Yes. We've had to use them for the last two years with Fused. But Crescio now focuses on right campaigns to install for a business to, to, I guess, to make the biggest differences, which platform is the best for a particular use case. So if somebody comes to Incresio.com and says, hey, this is my business, can you tell me what's best for me? You will have a look at their business and then you'll recommend whatever's best. Yeah, exactly right. And more importantly, what we'll do is we'll give a good assessment of where we think they're going to be able to most quickly and most profitably um, move the needle. So whether it's if they've already got an existing sales process, it might just be tightening up that to actually make it work a little bit better. If they've already got some paid media funnels in place, then it might just be tightening up those. So generally, we, we, I tend to look at results and then simple things you can actually implement to actually get even better results. Okay, so it's getting a lot clearer to me now. So you are helping businesses use their existing infrastructure, or the word is really leveraging and really driving up what they already have and delivering that to their customers in a far more efficient and meaningful way. Yeah, exactly. A lot of people tend to think that there's a shiny object and there's something, there's a magic bullet. The reality is that um, generally, as, as we said earlier, focusing on what you've already got in place now is where you'll get the, the biggest gains or the biggest and quickest gains. So maximizing your existing infrastructure, it's often in the form of content and you're saying that you'll deliver the right content to the right customers for them to make better decisions. So we've touched on automated marketing. We've touched on Incresio. We've touched on the various tools, which has been extremely useful. Let's talk a little bit about the main objections that you've seen people typically have to marketing automation, bringing it into their business and how they can overcome them. Uh, one of them was complexity. Um, people see them as quite complex systems to actually implement. 
and that is not the case if if you know how to implement this. That's what Incresio really does um, is really simplify the process there. Another one is generally time. Most businesses don't have the time to focus on, you know, creating the content. So that, that has been a, a relatively common objection that, that I hear. Um, and at the end of the day, you've got two things. You've either got time or you've got money. If you've got either of those, then you can certainly get something like this implemented relatively easy. Okay. So the the biggest takeaway here then for the listener is that the words marketing automation can sound a bit intimidating. It sounds complex, but it isn't really. You just need to go to somebody who knows what they're talking about, who knows what they're doing, and someone who can explain it to you in simple English. If you've got the time to invest in learning and making the same mistakes I did, then you can anticipate probably a 18 months to two years sort of um, learning curve, or you can just, just go to the right people or go to the right resources to skip that learning curve. I've created the service that I wish I had um, two years ago. <laughs> right. <laughs> and those often make for the best products, don't they? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about what actions a listener can take right now to get quick wins. I mean, one thing that's clear from our conversation already is for them to look within their existing infrastructure and think about what their audience wants and how they can get it to their audience in you know simple ways. And if they can start seeing benefits without actually investing anything apart from just being a little bit more targeted and sensible about how they're distributing their existing content, then maybe that will serve a, as a good starting point, a quick win and an incentive to actually look at implementing marketing automation into their business. Yep, absolutely. So the first thing I think you'll do is look at your existing sales process and break it down so you understand what is going into the existing process. And then from there, if you can identify parts that, that are potentially being done already by someone on staff or areas for improvement that, that your staff just don't have the time or you don't have the time to actually do, and they're probably the points where you can utilize some 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 of the marketing automation platforms to assist in creating a better experience, to assist in um, creating a, a stickier funnel. Mm-hmm. So that would be number one, um, and I'll just try and create something very simple to, to just even if you start with just one additional email or or replacing um, one one follow up that your, your your sales staff have to actually follow um, at the moment, um, mm-hmm. and, and that's a great start. The next thing I'll do is um, probably the, the the decline card. If you've got a recurring subscription business in any way, then I'd certainly plug the gap with the decline card sequence straight away. Um, onboarding sequence is probably where you're going to get the biggest wins as well. So consider what is your ideal scenario for what, what a customer should experience when they first sign up for you. Create a system for that. Okay. So there's four really good tips. Look at the existing sales process and think about areas for improvement. Create a stickier funnel by exploring your decline card sequences. Also provide the ideal content to your customer when they're on board. And that's probably the biggest win. Yep. That's great. So if there's one thing a listener can take away from this podcast, it is? Um, Probably the most important thing is to keep things simple. Limit the amount of different systems you're using and keep things as simple as possible so that everybody in your business and also your customers can understand what's going on. Awesome. We've talked about why we have marketing automation, what it does. Uh, We've talked about some key objections that a business owner might have and how they can overcome them and what actions are they can take to get quick wins in their business. If a listener wants to get in touch with you, how do they get in touch with you? 
Um, I make myself readily available, so you can just send an email to jake at Um On Facebook, just search Jake Hower in Google and you'll find me everywhere. Um, it's very hard to not get in contact with me. Okay. <laughs> and once again, for the listeners, that's incresio.com, spelled I-N-C-R-E-S-I-O.com. So it's jake at incresio.com if they want to get in touch with you and learn a bit more about automated marketing systems. So, Jake... That brings us to the end of the interview. Thank you very much for your time, and I look forward to talking to you again soon. Cool. Thanks very much, Ash. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneur on Fire. You're listening to my friend, Ash Roy. 